At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, welcome to Get a Grip. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the President's Cup and uh, the start to the season. And I have good news for you. Uh, Max Homa, who was integral in the United States win at Quill Hollow uh, is back on the on the podcast and on the program to chat about the week and to chat about the win at the Fortinet and uh, we end it with a couple of uh, parental questions from Max who uh, is an expected dad here in about a month and speaking of dads see that transition and segue here we go I wrote a children's golf book and I've been working on it for the past year Uh, I have two kids you know Henry's three and a half and Charlotte's six months And I was shocked and surprised when I had Henry at the lack of children's golf books out there. And uh, I was like, well, whatever, I'll just do one myself. So I've been working on this for the past year, and the pre-ordering is out, which is very, very exciting for me. And so I'm going to give you a website to go check it out. The book is called The Golfer's Zoo. And the idea is when mom and dad go to the golf course to play golf, and the kids are always wondering what mom and dad are doing, This is a kind of look into that world, and it's a look into the world that is the golf course and all the animals that live on the golf course because no matter where you live, there are different types of animals that live on your golf course at your country club, and it was a fun way to kind of integrate golf into a book that kids will be pointing at the animals and, you know, kind of getting a feel for deer and and alligators and, you know, chickens and things out on a golf course. And then the other hope is that maybe they want to go out on the golf course with you because they want to go see the animals. So the book is out for pre-order. It's called The Golfer's Zoo. You can go to a website here, Back Nine Press. That's Back Nine, the number not spelled out nine. Back9press.com backslash bacon and pre-order the book. We're going to ship them out around mid-November and the pre-order shipments go out first. So Jump on that back9press.com backslash bacon and order a book. Order it for yourself. Order it for expected parents. Uh, I'm going to order one and send one to Max and Lacey. So they'll have one for their new baby coming in November. 
And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. A lot of fun, a lot of work. And uh, who knew that writing and working on a children's book had as many steps as it had, as many exciting steps as it had. And uh, and I can't thank everybody involved at Back Nine Press for all the hard work. And uh, Aviel, who did all the illustrations, absolutely crushed that. So uh, make sure you check it out. The Golfer Zoo, out for pre-order. Going to ship them out in November. That is my plug for the day. I don't think you want to hear anything else from me. Let's go listen to Mr. Max Homa. And we welcome back to the show the 16th-ranked golfer on our dear planet, a five-time PGA Tour champ, including another win a couple of weeks ago at the Fortinet Championship. And uh, we're going to discuss that, by the way. And just the fourth rookie in President's Cup history to go 4-0 and or better this past week at Quail Hollow. And a man that, as we record this on Tuesday, I'm assuming is at least past the worst part of the hangover. How is the dome, Max Homa? So much better. Yesterday, uh, yesterday I, I tried to drink my way out of it. Um, hair of the dog oh, no. Never and, works. and I, I fought valiantly I thought but uh, it was uh, what is it something about like uh, an immovable force against a stationary object whatever it was I tried to run through a brick wall that was way too thick and uh, did not make it and I ended up just falling asleep far too early is that as fun you've as you've had celebrating a golf anything in your life you know, what's funny is the Walker Cup was always my favorite up until then, or up until this past uh, Sunday. But something about, so like the biggest difference between the Walker Cup and the President's Cup, and I'm assuming the Ryder Cup is, the Walker Cup, the group is really small. It's not like we're, no one's married. Like I think one one person had a girlfriend there, um, you know, because we're not, I can't like afford to fly Lacey out to... <laughs> New York, right. like, come on, and uh, and also like we don't have caddies, you know, we have caddies at the event, but they we meet them that week, so they're not as involved, and um, the team isn't as big. We don't have like a media team, you know, like social media. We don't have the people with the cameras. We don't have all these. It's like it's fourteen total people, I think, you know. So the party's fun, but it's like it's it's a smaller group, but it's a blast. But this one. You, know, you go back every day, even before the party, and you got all the caddies that you're getting closer and closer and closer to. We're already pretty close, but you get extra close to. You got uh, obviously all the players that now you know them even better than you had prior. Um, you have all the wives. Uh, you have so many people, vice captains that were, you know, our players that we still play with, you know, Zach and Webb. Like, obviously, I still play a lot of golf with them. So it's just a fun group and then we end up mixing it up in the international team room where they have their whole crew we're all close with all them so it was just like it was on a different planet plus there's just something about there's just something about that president's cup or i guess you know again like i imagine a Ryder cup where it feels bigger as cool as the walker cup was you know those crowds at charlotte were nuts and i think that heightens how excited we are and obviously we're all professionals now and you know, we're playing the best golfers in the world as the best golfers in the world. So I think there's a better appreciation when you do finish that uh, as to what just happened. So um, it was the most fun for sure. Uh, I, it was and it was crazy. And I, the videos are just coming out of Sungjae and dancing. And you got to see a, a flavor of all of them that, you know, we kind of assumed and, and know a little bit. But it was when I, I my, when we first went into the international room, because we're like me and JT are like, let's go just say hi. And, see what's what and grab a drink over there 
just say hi to the boys and we walk over there and like my first introduction I go around the left and all of a sudden Gangnam Style is on and Sung JM has these glasses on and is <laughs> rocking the house down and we were just like hell yeah because I love Sung J nicest guy dude always says hi and this dude I just never pegged as like a world-class dancer and the man was just owning it so it was, it was just it was so much fun man as much as it's competitive and we all wanted to beat each other's brains in at the end of the day, like it's pretty cool to get to sell it or to, to party with everybody and, you know, have conversations with Tom and, and Sung Jay and Siwoo, all the guys and just like chat up about what happened throughout the week. That was a question I was going to ask a little bit later, but I'll ask it now. The process of the parties kind of mixing, is it like sixth grade dance level <laughs> where the Americans are here and the internationals are there? And then just eventually somebody like you said, you and JT have to make the move because I mean, I saw I saw Joe in there dancing very close to Sungjae as he was doing Gangnam Style. Yeah, it, it is a little like sixth grade. Um, I didn't know what either room was going to look like, right? So it's we our team room all week was three, you know, three four doors down from theirs. Um, and you know, we, when I got to our team room to party, we we're just kind of like drinking, but nobody's like, you know, we're not playing crazy music, we're not dancing. Actually, we're dancing a little bit. Tony Tony danced a bit. I guess we were playing music. It just was a different vibe. They felt like there was less people. It was also, we, we were talking about this, it was brighter in our room than theirs. So when it gets dark in a room, you feel a lot uh, more comfortable being a complete and utter dumbass. For sure. Uh, but we were playing like, you know, Flip Cup and, and just kind of vibing. Everyone's laughing. Like the, 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 the time was great. And then when JT and I and Jordan were like, let's just go over to the other room. We got in there and theirs looked like it was, you know, like a, a frat house. Like there's a dance circle and it's <laughs> it's crazy. And then all of a sudden everybody was kind of with us. So uh, it turned into just one big party and it was as, as fun, as fun as it looked. All right. So I counted it out. Uh, 10 days today, they recorded Tuesday afternoon, 10 days since Sunday in Napa. <laughs> so describe the last 10 days in the life of Max Homa in one word. Um unbelievable i think and i mean that from like how that word what that word is supposed to mean like hard to believe <laughs> it, it's you know we, we we did this podcast for like a year and a half and you talked a lot about the process that you would go through you know mentally and trying to kind of like work on those things about staying positive was there a moment this past week where you're sitting in the room and you know jordan Spieth's there and jt's there and again, I mean, you're, you're 16th in the world. I mean, it's not like you're not supposed to be in this room. But was there a moment where you were kind of looking around like, okay, like the work is paid off. I'm here. I qualified. I made it. I'm one of these guys now. Uh, yeah. Uh, the press media day on like Tuesday, <clears throat> they split up the team in half. So my six was like me, Scotty, Sam, uh, Justin, Jordan, and somebody else. But the reason I bring it up is because somebody asked me a question about that, about, you know, finally making a team or whatever. And I think because Justin and Jordan are, are, are closer to my age, you know, Sam and Scotty are younger and I didn't compete against them a whole lot growing up or anything. And, but Justin and Jordan, uh, you know, I, I felt like we were all in like a similar circle. They were better, but we were in a similar circle. And, um, you know, when JT got out here and makes a presence cup, Ryder cup right off the, off the rip and I'm just over there, you know, trying to figure out how to tie my shoes. Like it was always hard and fun. I talk, I actually talked about this. I was like, it's fun watching him play, but it was hard because it's like, that was the trajectory I wanted to be on as well. So there's something about being with them too, for some reason, this whole week that 
hit home better for me. Uh, like Colin, for instance, Colin's much younger. I, I've like looked up to his golf game since I saw him in college, and he knows that. I think he's just like beyond tremendous. But like he's not in my world of like we're, he's just like a, a different era to me. Just because how golf works is like kind of your four years of college is the guys you you picture being AJGA with. Day. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. AJGA. Like, who you're who you're seeing week to week. Exactly. Right? So Justin and Jordan were the guys for me and. Like I said, my senior in college, I know they're younger, but my senior in college, we were all like, you know, battling a little bit here and there. And um, yeah, so being in a room with them finally on a team, because Justin and I played the Walker Cup together. Like we, we had pictured, you know, he Justin was super complimentary all week, but it was just like neat to be there with them, uh, especially. And then like people like Xander and Cantlay, um, who, you know, my age, we, you know, grew up in the same area. Um, like getting to finally be with all of them uh, was was very, uh, it made me feel like finally, like this is what it was supposed to be. It took me a while as it seems to, but it was, uh, that, that made me feel very good because I, I respect the hell out of all of them, but there was something about maybe just cause Justin was on my team at the Walker cup. And then I haven't been on one with him since that, that like stung a bit. And I didn't realize how bad it stung until I got here and was like, Oh, this is how good this feels, you know? I was listening to you on the No Laying Up uh, live show on Sunday. And if you haven't listened, uh, check it out on YouTube uh, where you get your podcast. It was great. But you'd mentioned the nerves. We've always heard about the nerves, Max. You know, I listen to Tiger or Ernie Els or whoever talk about how nervous they are at a President's Cup or Ryder Cup versus an individual tournament. But I don't really think that the everyday person understands why it's so different. So why is it so different when you're on that first tee in one of these team events versus when you're on the first tee at the Masters or in the first tee playing with Tiger at St. Andrews? I, I will say that I was less nervous than I thought on Thursday. Like, I wasn't as bad as – maybe because I've been in bigger moments as of late, you know, the last two years, which is, you know, obviously that's why you're on the team, right? It's because you can handle those nerves. Everybody on tour or in the in the world of golf is really good. But there is a there is a part of you that, like, you see how people handle that. So there's a reason we're all there. Um but I was insanely giddy that Thursday morning. Like I couldn't wait to go and I'm the last match. And um, so I'm really, really jacked up. I, the first tee wasn't nearly as bad because Tony hit the first shot. So like, I didn't have to, I was like very amped up and excited in my very first swing of the seven iron on one. I was definitely nervous, but it's different for, for multiple reasons. One is the obvious uh, you're playing for your country and there's just something different about that. Um, match play in general makes you a bit more nervous because it's you versus a, another guy or in this case a team and it feels way more personal you know like you it's just me and you buddy you know sometimes when we're playing stroke play especially Thursday Friday I'm rooting for the guys you know we're I'm, I'm saying great putt and great shot and we're talking about family this and that and this in this case it's like business you know I'm talking to Tony and Tony only um but the second part the reason I think the nerves get heightened the most in a way is because you're playing with another great player and you want to you want to be there for them and you want to succeed for them. And especially in, you know, alternate shot, it's like, you know, it's F your partner. Uh, you, you really can only screw it up. So, uh, so that it just, it, I think that weighs on you a little bit, but I had a great partner. I was really excited when I found out I was playing with Tony. Our practice rounds went incredibly well. Uh, I was telling Lacey, like if, if Tony keeps driving it like he was in the practice rounds and I keep him my arms like this, I was like, I just don't know who's going to beat us in the first day. You know, it was obviously golf is much harder when you play in a tournament. We missed a few fairways. 
uh, both of us and, and, you know, put us, put ourselves in some funky spots. But once we got grooving on the back, it felt good. And then the next time when we played on Saturday, we played like we did in the practice rounds. It was very solid. So it was fun playing with him, man, for the whole week, Monday to, you know, Saturday, it was really cool. So, um, but that, that's where the nerves come from. You, you want to, you don't want to look around the team room after and say, man, I just wasn't ready for this or I didn't have it today. Like, and, and even though that's totally fine, if that happens, it happens to everybody at some point. Um, but you, you, that's where the nerves come from is like kind of the outcome in the future. And you, you, it just makes you a little more anxious, but I definitely will say that I was more giddy and excited this time. That was like causing some kind of like, you know, nerves versus like the anxiety of everything. But I was fortunate. I, I had played great the week prior, so I was still coming off a, a high. I have a very important question. Do they set up all your gear at clothes in your hotel room when you get there? Is that like one of the best parts? Yeah, dude, the room is crazy. So you walk in your hotel room and it's like hanging up? Oh, it's by the end of the week, our room was just filled with stuff, like oh. the coolest stuff ever. JT got all of us uh, personalized America boom boxes, like full blown boom boxes. Um, it was so sweet. So yeah, that, that our room okay. was was awesome. Uh, kids got us eight no hobby hats as he would. Um, I got every so it's kind of supposed to be like, especially if it's the first one, it's supposed to be kind of something from where you're from or your background. Um, so Elijah Craig was uh, helpful enough to uh, get everybody like a personalized bottle of Elijah Craig, and then um, and then we got. Uh, bands for everybody uh on the team as those are my my shoe of choice <laughs> when i'm not on the golf course so uh that was, that was fun so all the gifts everything it was just like a it was just too much stuff but it was awesome how do you get all that stuff home are you like uh are you are you shipping are you boxing at home are you flying yeah, with extra we bags ship basically everything no we just ship so much stuff how many times have you watched the let's fucking go putt on friday how many times have you personally watched it 50,000. I mean, I've watched, I have, I've probably watched it 200 times. It is max. Listen, we're talking a plus plus maybe top 10 best golf celebrations in golf history. How pumped are you for the way you handled the celebration? I was surprised. So I was talking to JT about it. The king of, of celebrations <laughs> in team events. And, uh, after, and, he was just like, how freaking cool. He was driving me in the car, uh, like later that night. He was like, how freaking cool is that? And I'm like, dude, I said, I don't even really remember what happened. I said, I've watched this video so many times because I don't, I don't like remember how it went down. And he's like, Oh, me neither. He goes, I fully blacked out when you made it. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you just like go full blackout. So I've watched it so much just to see. So I was very proud that I didn't do anything stupid. I, I nailed three chest bumps with Sam, Colin and, and Billy. So good. Um, it was it was wild, but it was fun. It was a huge testament to Joe, honestly, because uh, you know we we birdie seventeen. Uh, everybody hits a fair one at eighteen, which was uh, you know that which was impressive. And then um, you know Taylor Pendrith hit a beautiful shot in there, and then I had a really good pin for me, and I, I hit a good one in there. And you know if he misses it, I'm assuming he would give me mine, or I just get to lag mine up there. But uh, right before Taylor hit, Joe walked up behind me and whispered in my ear and he says, we want him to make this. He said, we want to make our putt to on top of him to win this thing. Nice. And I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, you're right. And so when Taylor made it, I felt like because of that, I was like very unfazed, like almost rooting for his to go in so I could have my moment in the sun. And it was kind of funny because the day prior 
alternate shots interesting the way it lined up for us is i very rarely had a putt for birdie like i i my whole day i was kind of like considering myself kind of the anchor of me and tony's team because he was gonna have birdie putts and you know when they went in he was gonna get you know to have the fun celebrations and, and do all the cool stuff uh that you know you would expect in a team event and i had a lot of you know three four foot par putts <laughs> you don't really like celebrate those right so uh, it was like the day prior as fun as the match was and it was exciting like we never had a like a big moment and joe's like well at least today we'll have a moment you know we'll make a birdie this and that and i played solid all day but we never had like a, some big moments some big putt my birdie putts were very short and then all of a sudden 17 18 line up and all of a sudden i have the two two you know cooler things i've i've gotten to uh, experience and especially the one 18 will be like probably never be matched so uh to have all that happen have the entire team on the on the green all the wives all the fans my sister and her fiance are there like it was just nuts and that was like uh, i think every time i watch it, it gives me like a, a version of the chills because um i don't know man it was just it was that was special the the best part about the whole celebration i mean first of all when did you know it was going in? Because it felt like you knew it off the face. Like when you're as as I've watched the video a few times, it felt like the moment you hit it, it was almost like you were starting to get into going for the big big pump. And like, did you was it just one of those moments like you're playing so well and so confident right now that you kind of felt like I mean this is going in? I nearly probably could have told you I was making that putt when my six iron landed on the green. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was. Uh... Once I made the one on 17, because I was, I was really nervous on 17, because, you know, you make the one on 17 and you guarantee a half a point, right. uh, which is obviously a big deal. And, I, I mean, that for being that nervous and, like, barely remembering if I like how I stroked it, and that ball went right in the center. So I was like, man, I, I like, this just feels like this is going to work out. And then I hit that shot on 16, uh, 18, and the putt I left myself was pretty easy as far as, like, if you're going to have one. And, um, yeah, I mean, I hit the putt, it came out the middle and it got about like four feet out. And I, I mean, it was, I knew it was going in. Um, and it was one of those, you know, it's like the fun ones when it has one break to it and, you know, if it gets to a certain spot, it like has to curl into the, into the hole. Uh, so it was kind of everything lined up on that one. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. 
check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know, you mentioned Joe, you mentioned just like him saying that type of stuff and and you've, you know, you've well documented you guys' friendship and it obviously goes a lot deeper than just being out on the golf course four days a week. Right. But I was talking to Joe after the win in Napa and he said that he told you before the chip in, I guess there was some Mark Blackburn uh, stats on you being one of the best pitchers over the last year from the fairway and him kind of bringing that up and just saying, you know, go ahead and make it. What has this year, you know, the wins, the old course with Tiger, and now this President's Cup with Joe, what has it been like getting to kind of experience all of these dreams of yours alongside not just a caddy, but a best friend, you know, someone that you consider as close as anybody you really chat with? Yeah, it's been pretty amazing the cool stuff we've gone through just this year, as you mentioned. Like, Tiger was amazing. It's me and Joe are just freaking out the whole day, you know, like just having the time of our lives. You know, it, it was a six-plus-hour round, and we got to – we were, we would talk in between and after about how, like, man, if that was anybody else we were playing with, that would have sucked. But we had all these, like, long breaks where we would just talk to Tiger about whatever, and you end up having, like, you know, little inside jokes or little inside stories with, with the GOAT, and uh, that was cool. And then what was really, really neat for me this past week at President's Cup was on Sunday on the first tee, you know, Tom, Tom pumps the crowd up when he – when he was teeing off and that, I mean, it was, there was a lot of people and he pumps the crowd up while he's teeing off and it was really loud. And then I get up there and, um, you know, I didn't like, I didn't like keep it going. I guess I've never really done it while I hit before. So I just like, you know, they go crazy when they, when you get on the tee. So they're going crazy. And then right before I hit, they get really quiet and I pipe one down the middle and uh, there's a big jumbo, uh, screen behind us. So you kind of always look back cause it's kind of blind. You look back and, you can watch where your ball went and the ball stops in the fairway and everyone kind of goes crazy. And as I'm walking off the tee, they kind of were dying down and I like threw my hands up to get louder and they went nuts. <laughs> and Joe, uh, I hand Joe the driver and he goes, he goes, that's the coolest moment of my caddy career. And I was like, really? He goes, that was insane, man. And I was like, man, those are the kind of things, you know, that that's been, that's been cool. He's, he's obviously an amazing caddy uh, and has, has said and done amazing things. So to be able to almost reciprocate that, that, we can experience like stuff that again, you just like couldn't even dream of uh, has been like just crazy to me. Well, I mean, speaking of best friends and good friends of yours, I mean, I'm not sure people know how close you are with Joe Scoverin, uh, you know, the former Ricky looper now with Tom. Uh, I was, I was keyed into the exchange on Sunday just to see what it was like. It was a polite handshake. You know, you guys said what's up, but uh, how fun was it kind of getting out there and getting a shot? Not just at, you know, the dude on the international team who you kind of asked for, but also getting a little into, into Skov's kitchen. Yeah, that was actually a big reason why I wanted to play Tom was to play Skov. Uh, yeah, it was funny the day before uh, that video, the Kobe video from the Olympics came out of when he ran through Pau Gasol right. on the first play of the uh, game against Spain. 
and JT showed it to me uh, Saturday night. And then Michael Kim texted it to me on Sunday morning. <laughs> and it was funny because obviously golf's way different, but I'm like, all right, well, pal's scob today. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I only, I, I shook, I shook Scott's hand on one, obviously. And then coming off the tee, I guess he was talking to Joe and Joe Govern asked Griner, he goes, are we getting like normal Max today or quiet Max? And Griner just goes, quiet Max. <laughs> uh, I talked, I told him, I talked to him one time all day on four. I told him that, uh, the pin on four was horrendous on Sunday. Um, and I just told Scott, I was like, this is the worst pin I've seen in my life. And he goes, yeah, it's pretty bad. And that was, I think the only time we talked all day, minus like good shot, bad shot or a good shot, a good putt or whatever. So, um, it was fun. I, uh, you know, that, that Saturday afternoon by the internationals was incredible. They flipped three matches. Um, they did an amazing job there of making it a lot closer than we wanted it. Uh, but it was also in retrospect, really cool because we were angry saturday night like everyone was pissed and when we woke up sunday it felt like everybody had a chip on their shoulder you know i was rolling to the course with colin and colin didn't get to play his own ball until you know sunday and i could just see like that dude was going to go out there and be a menace and he was he <laughs> 600 through 10 and he's you know colin morikawa so it was fun getting to watch everybody kind of go from this is really cool and fun and we're kicking their ass to all right this is serious business and you watch you know, as I said to the No Laying Up boys, like it's it's cool to see the 11 other best golfers in the world take it as seriously as you as as, as I was, just because it was my first one, and uh, everyone was very very intense. So to get to go out there and and you know play their kind of their guy, uh, it was it was just a cool cool spot to be in. Although it didn't matter, it was it felt like it did on the first tee. Yeah, I mean, you, you you mentioned Joe saying the Pendrith putt, like, you know, I hope he makes it so then you have the putt. In a weird way, Saturday was probably good, not just for the event, but maybe for you guys, right? It's keeping everybody really, really interested and involved. Uh, you know, if it's a total blowout like it was at Liberty National, you guys are still going to go out there and do your job and do your business, but it feels very inevitable. And this one, while you guys had a solid lead, did not feel inevitable after what happened on Saturday. Was it nerve-wracking? I mean, did you guys – not just in terms of being mad at what was going on, but was there a little bit of that, can we pull this off? Is this going to be a massive kind of collapse feeling in and around the room that, that Saturday night as you guys were preparing? Yeah, I mean, Cantley said something interesting on, like, whatever, way before Sunday, like, you know, sometime between Monday to Thursday, I think, about the format. And he's like, listen, he's like, we play, we play for three days and play for, like, what was it, like 18 total points, and then Sunday is 12. So he's like, Sunday means so much. Anything can happen. So when you go from like what we thought were going to be six points up and only needing two to two and a half or whatever it was to all right. of a sudden only at four, I mean, you're talking about heads up golf against great, great, great golfers. And al although we are favored and, and, you know, if you look at it on paper, we should be able to you know, win four of them or four and a half of them. I mean, that's still, that's still, you know, within reason and when you know me kind of bringing up the rear with colin cam and kids and and billy it was like we're watching the scores and i couldn't see many of the other matches um but our little bubble all of a sudden felt like we were going to matter a lot and I, I was fortunate to see colin just doing what he does and i knew we were going to get a point there after you know like 10 or 11 holes because he was like four up i think but i mean there was a lot of matches that were all square going into 16 Xander's all square, you know, I'm 14 or something, 15. And I was like, damn, is this really like happening? Like, is this, is my match going to matter? Cause 
it, you know, I, I was nervous on Sunday that it, it, it would matter because then, you know, if it does, then all, all eyes are kind of going to be on our last three, three matchups. And um, so it was definitely a lot more anxiety ridden that Sunday morning. Uh, also not seen off till 150 or whatever was a lot uh, to deal with. But at the, at the same time, that's why you, that's why you play. And it was like awesome to at least have that rush. So the whole thing changing around on Saturday night uh, really did make that this event, I feel like amazing for not only like the fans and whatnot, but for, for us in the, in the team room. So kind of, we got a pretty big bonding in that Saturday night, Sunday morning. And I think everyone had to go out and earn it. And it was fun to go and do that. I, I made this, uh, I guess you could call it a joke on Twitter uh, as you were kind of getting your partners for the week. And, uh, you know, I said you play with Tony, who was kind of the Stanley character, the mask. And then you get Billy Horschel, who is the mask character, you know, like really out there, <laughs> fired up, getting going. Um, how How is it as a player handling a partner who has such different personalities? Like, do you feel yourself changing at all out on the golf course trying to, if maybe you have to lift Billy up versus Tony, who's super even keel? Like, do you feel that yourself? A little bit. It was funny because with Tony, like I said, we that that – Thorson's team going forward I would hope we can continue to do that uh, I feel like we make a very good team and like he he's played in a lot of these you know and and he is easy uh to play golf with because like I feel like we're very similar we have same taste in music we have a lot of things that are similar talk about basketball whatever and then Billy and I and I said this at the players championship last year to Joe but I was like I hope we can play with Billy in one of these team events because he's a freaking bulldog like he is he is awesome he's a gamer he's clutch right. he he can roll it like he's who you want to play with so i was excited uh to to get to go out with him but we are obviously like different on our um intensity levels i guess just like a baseline and um so it was fun going out there the problem for me was uh to to your question uh, for the first nine or so holes i felt like i was i was almost like trying to be billy's like rock and and kind of be there to make sure that he could go out there and do what he does which is you know, make incredible bunker shots and pitches and putts and, and kind of hoop and, and do, you know, do Billy Horschel. And I, I wasn't really playing very aggressively. I think I parred the first like 12 hole, 11 holes or something. And I kept giving myself 25 feet instead of really taking on a pin. I wanted to be on the green so he could go do his thing a little bit. And I wasn't really like playing, playing. And the next thing you know, you know, I, I you know, I birdied 12, which helped, but I, next thing you know, it's getting a little tight. Billy makes two incredible putts uh, and we're like fired up. Um, but I almost felt like I was not playing like myself because also for the practice, we, I kept playing alternate shot practice rounds with Tony trying to figure out golf ball and this and that, whatever. So I felt like I, my mind was in just make sure you're, you're not messing up. And it kind of took him kind of almost like he, he kind of got in my grill in a good way on like 16. We're walking up the fairway. He goes, Hey, he goes, cause he had just, you know, held us in there 14, 15. He goes, Hey buddy. He's like, this is your time. I know it's your time. Like this is, this is when you go. And I played the last three great. And obviously the last two, especially. So he kept telling me on those last three, he goes, this is, I know he's like, I know you're going to do something here. Uh, and, and I think it freed me up to go play golf. Like I would, if it was a Sunday of a golf tournament, like a stroke play. Uh, and I finally kind of let myself be like, all right, I'm going to this pin. I'm burying this putt and this and that. So he was a great partner as I knew he would be, but it was definitely for me, it was just, you know, being a rookie, I was, it was a little foreign to me. I didn't really know the vibe of a four ball. I didn't really know my role. And I think I took my role kind of wrong for nine holes. Although, you know, I kept us in it and, you know, he didn't, 
he didn't hit it amazing on the front nine, but he was a short game wizard. And I just made sure I kept giving him, like, let him know I was on the green with a birdie look. But, I mean, the way I was playing, I should have been a bit more aggressive and, and giving him, you know, some birdies <laughs> at this birdie look. Uh, but, I mean, both those guys, like, that was I, – I would, I, would, I would play with them any day of the week. They're awesome partners. I know you mentioned uh, being the 10th match out on Sunday when you were chatting with the No Laying Up boys, uh, and I know you asked for Tom. If you don't ask for Tom, do you feel like you go out earlier? Yeah, I thought we would play the first four uh, personally, but, I mean, for the betterment of the team, I was glad they threw out Tom late. <laughs> right, I totally agree. Um, so it didn't bother me at, at all. I, at that point, we're in the lead, so I, as, if they want to chase that pairing or whatever they wanted to do, that was fine by me, you know, when they put us out late because I was like, man, it's like I – I think we were all pretty uneasy. I mean, not all uneasy, but I was a little uneasy about like what was going on about, you know, how close it had gotten. And again, it's my first one. And I'm just thinking about it. Damn. Like this is, this is close. Uh, they clip off a few of the first four or five matches. Like we're in some trouble. And then all of a sudden I, I looked at the uh, pairings in order. And I looked at like four or five first names. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I was like, it, it's, it's good to be on our team right now. Cause I was like, those are some names I would not want to play. <laughs> Um, so that was, that, that made it a little bit easier, but yeah, I thought we would go out earlier, but you know, at the end of the day, I didn't, I mean, I, I'm going wherever they want me to go. I, I assumed, uh, we would be up in the front, but, um, didn't, didn't care where we played. Uh, you know, I was just happy to, happy to be able to get a point. Yeah. I remember chatting with you in Napa. You mentioned Tony was, was a potential partner for you and you'd mentioned Colin was potentially a partner as well. How involved are you in that process? Are you saying who you'd like to play with are you leaving that all up to davis and everybody else does he call you and ask hey do you have any any preferred partners is is that is there any kind of dialogue in that regard uh no not not on my end at all i know there's a lot of the stats uh probably just say you know who should go with who i'm assuming obviously it's not like rocket science too but like i'm assuming jordan and justin say they want to play together <laughs> and sam and scotty say they want to play together and obviously patrick and and Xander are going to play together. So, like, I think there, as you get deeper into this, I'm sure you can say, hey, here's who I want to play with. Um, but, yeah, for me, it was just put me on a team and let me go play some golf. <laughs> Tough to be a rookie and call Davis and go, listen, man, here's who I need to play with. This is, this is my <laughs> Here's part. my demand. This is my partner. <laughs> but I got who I wanted to. I was so happy when they told me who I was playing with because it was, it was uh, like a, a treat for me. Like, it was awesome. All right, so what was the drink of choice Sunday night? What was uh what were you consuming? What was popular amongst the youngins? Uh there's obviously some beer, there's obviously on my end some bourbon, some <laughs> some some Coca-Cola. There was a lot. There was there was it was a it was a uh cluster of of drinks. Um <laughs> but I, I I kept it on the darker side for most of the night. Uh who was the first teammate to call it a night? Who was the first one to go to bed? Well, all this got talked about kids and kids being like, you know, oh, right. you know I'm going to show all these guys how to party. He left at 10 because he had to go to a hunting trip. So he was technically wait, the first one out. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. He called it a night at 10 because he had to get up early? Well, he got, no, he got on a plane at 10 and <laughs> bounced. It's <laughs> <That is> amazing. <laughs> you... His wife stayed, so we got to party with Britt, which was fun. The, the, his better half, but, uh. Everyone was. Everyone gave Colin Morikawa a round of applause at like 8:30 because I guess at the Ryder Cup he didn't make it out uh, too late. Uh, so everybody was out pretty pretty deep into the night. All right, who is the boss of the team? So when the doors are closed, 
Who's the dude that's speaking and everybody's listening? I think it's really interesting, and I think the the optimism I would have for the American side going forward for the foreseeable future is that there's a lot of them. Okay. Um, Jordan, obviously. JT is obviously vocal as well, and everyone listens. I mean, they've played a lot of these. Um, but something to me about when Patrick talks, Patrick is very selective with when he will – insert himself into a conversation and when he does i think everyone respects his opinion a lot so i feel like maybe it's just me and i've known pat for a really long time but maybe when pat talks it always seems to grab my attention but it did feel like them three them three are a big deal um and you know pat's not going to get into the rah-rah but he will be very literal and, and and explain why we're in a good spot and then jordan and justin i feel like are kind of a bit in the middle of those two it's kind of like you know they'll do the rah-rah and also say hey you know we've been here before like this is how this goes you know so I feel like they're quite they're they're very helpful in that so we kept hearing all week that Xander is the funniest guy in the room um who is the funniest guy (laughs) in the room Max uh you can say you if you want yeah I mean Xander is really funny it just depends your humor Xander's is different He's dry, you know, like he's quick-witted. Um, he's really fun. I mean, there's a lot of funny dudes. I'm not going to completely give up my funny crown, but um, <laughs> I'm not nearly as vocal, and obviously, in those things as as I might be at at a you know at a house party. Um, but yeah, I mean, Xander Xander's sneaky. Obviously, Kiz is hilarious. I mean, okay. Kiz talks trash better than anybody on the planet. I mean, he literally got an entire country to uh, get convinced that he was going to drink us all under the table and the dude didn't even go to the party. <laughs> so, uh, the guy, can, the guy can talk some trash, but everyone's got their, you know, everyone's got their moments. Um, and it's cool. It's just cool to see, uh, when, when, even when we're not loose, just like when we're just eating lunch and everyone's laughing and I don't know, that that's the stuff that, like I said, the reason there's so much optimism, I think going forward is I think this, this, this team, I know it's going to be different, for the next team event, but then like nucleus of the team is, is going to keep this kind of train rolling uh, and, and they're all close. So it, it helps things a lot. At bed, three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets. When you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's a new age team, and forever the crown rested with a left-handed golfer and Matt Kuchar. So I ask you, Max, who is the best modern-day ping-pong player on the team? Uh, so everyone kept saying Scotty Scheffler. He's very long, so he gets everything. I watched Colin play for a while, and Colin is really good. Um, Jordan and JT are also 
also pretty good. But just eye test. Not a, I'm not a ping pong uh, genius <laughs> you here by any means. But Colin seemed like he had no. But Colin seemed like he had the he had the sauce. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Colin and Scotty were impressive. You do you get involved, or is that not really your thing? I played. So this is how this goes. So here I'll, 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 I'll let you guys learn a little bit about Kevin Kisner. So I'm standing there. The first night people are playing, it's pretty dead. Like, there's not every, – everybody's not in there. So I'm, wa- I'm kind of just watching, chilling on the side, kind of still getting my, like, feet wet to the um, to the team room. And uh, Sam and Kiz are playing each other, and I think Sam beats him. And then Sam and Scotty play against each other, and then Scotty beats him. And while we're sitting on the side, Kiz goes, hey, are you any good at ping pong? I'm like, no, I don't play. Like, you know, I, I'm not good at ping pong. And he goes, okay, cool. He goes, hey, we're going to play doubles. Scotty and Max versus, you know, himself, Kiz, and uh, Sam. And we lost, and I played terrible. It was my first time playing in, like, give me a second game. I played one game. So after that game, Kiz is talking so much shit to me. So is Sam. They're making fun of me for the next, like, day on the bus about how bad I am at ping pong. And, like, first off, I'm not that much worse than them. Second off, they all played a warm-up game before me. I'm, like, first cold playing doubles with, the, you know, with Scotty Sheffer. Like, I don't know how he moves. I don't know anything. So I was so mad. So I was hoping I was going to get back into the mix. But then all the big dogs seemed to get on the table uh, the next day. And I'm like, I'm not going to insert myself into this. But I was pissed. I was like, kids, you, you asked me if I'm good at this. I said no. I played you. And then you told me how bad I am. Like, this, what a what an, what a weird way of go, uh, to go about doing that. <laughs> we could have just skipped the game. Like, I already explained to you. I'm not yeah, great at this. Yeah, skip the game. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody good. bring their Whatever. own ping pong? Did anybody bring their own ping pong paddle with them? No, but that's how I knew Colin was good because Colin said that the paddles weren't great or something like that. It weren't for him. So I was like, oh, you must be good at this. <laughs> uh, there were bags in there as well. It was Did did, did bags yeah. happen and was anybody epic at that? I uh, I actually am fairly decent at bags. Uh, I, I played uh, Xander. Me and him played a singles uh, game, and I, I, I kind of waxed him. So then I, I just I, I quit while I was ahead on that one. One and oh, I love it. I love it. No reason to get back involved. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I want to ask you about the chip-in um, and just the whole experience at Napa the last, I don't know, last seven minutes of that golf tournament. Um, from the chip-in and the great high-five to the three-putt from Danny, what was that like, watching in person, knowing it was uh, benefiting you in a way? Weird. Uh, it's easy to go to the last seven minutes and, like, the craziness that happened. But for me, like, the whole weekend was – uh, you know, obviously, I'm I'm looking at it from through my eyes, but the whole weekend was um, I felt like it was leading to something just from on my end. I didn't feel like I got very many good bounces. I didn't get balls to lift in. I felt like they were lifting out, and all kind of day. Joe's like, you know, the, it, it's got to even out, man. Like we we like something's got to go our way. Uh, and you know, 17 on that Sunday, uh, you know, I'm in. I'm about to be in for par. I am in for par, whatever it was. And Danny has this like 12 footer for, for par and it's a hard putt. And I'm assuming in my head, like, I was like, this is tough. Like I, I would bet he's going to miss this. And we'll be all square going into 18 and he makes it. And I'm like, damn, like this dude is just relentless. <laughs> just like it's right. just, I can't seem to, I can't seem to knock like to, to, to get myself back ahead or, or even tied at that moment. So we get to 18 and, you know, he has to lay up. I'm in the fairway, but it was playing so long and it was wet that day. I like couldn't really get there unless I hit it like on the very, very front right corner. And uh, he lays up and I hit a, I hit a hard three with, but it's just, I could not get it there. And it goes in the bunker, which was just the worst spot I could have been. 
But, you know, it felt like at that point I had to take on something on that second shot and I wasn't going to bail way right, whatever. So then I'm still thinking in my head, okay, you know, from where he is, if he hits it to like 15-ish feet, I'll have a good chance. And then he hits his beauty in there. And when I saw that, I, I changed clubs and decided to lob instead of sandwich because I was like, I got to make this. And I was like, I don't think 12 feet's going to do, you know, it's going to be enough. And, you know, I went for the hero shot, missed it. Hits the hill, comes back down. Um, and I got this chip. And then Joe just said, hey, let's just at least make him make it. So, like, he said, chip this thing in and at least make him earn it uh, on the last tier. And I was like, okay. And obviously, you know, dumbed one in. And um, But I'm still staying on the side. I've never gotten second in a golf tournament uh, on tour before. And I was, like, kind of standing there. I'm, like, watching him get ready to hit the putt. And I'm, like, damn, like, kind of run through my cues of like, okay, got to be a good, you know, a good loser. You got to, you know, smile, take your hat off, do the whole thing. But I was like, man, this sucks. Cause it felt like I played really, really well. And um, he missed the first one. And I was like, wow. Like all of a sudden my whole body was like juice went through it with adrenaline. And I'm like, all right, playoffs, here we go. And I kind of snuck a look at the board on the right. And I knew his first post three feet, seven inches. And it says the second one's four foot, eight inches. And I'm like, damn. I was like, this is longer than the first one. I said, maybe we'll be all right, but I'm I'm very much in, you know, playoff mode. And he missed that one, and I couldn't believe it. And I was still probably in a state of shock because Lacey, all of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around. Lacey's, like, on the green looking for a hug. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, what the hell are you doing on the green right now? And then I was realized the tournament was over. It was just – it was it was the craziest thing I've seen. Obviously, definitely been a part of it. It's, it's the craziest thing I've seen in a long time of just, like, how golf is just unkind just wild <laughs> and uh danny didn't you know that that was that was a tough that he played too good to not have a playoff i mean i i felt like i earned the playoff for sure and um you know i, I everyone's i've missed three three and a half footers to win golf turns for like i know it's hard um but he didn't deserve you know all that like the the I I, I, it, I was just in a state of shock um but he was amazing he handled it great you know he's super kind to me after like he he was a, a rock star, but uh, that was that was an insane final hole. I mean, it's nice. You know, I don't want to say gifted because it's the wrong term, right? Um, nothing's gifted in golf, especially, and nothing's gifted in pro sports. I mean, you got to earn it all. Even if, you know, somebody throws an interception, you know, late in the game, like you did a lot throughout the game to get yourself in a position to win. And the same thing, 72 holes of golf tournament, something that happened in the last two holes, but for 70 holes, you put yourself in a position to, to have a chance, right? But – there's got to be a feeling of finally kind of getting the, 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 the late minute break, right? Where, you know, you didn't have to make the putt. You had a great chip in. You did all you could do. And then you, you're on the better part of somebody having, to your point, one of the craziest endings we've seen in a long time. I bet in a way it probably motivates you even more because you're, you're thinking, okay, like put yourself in these positions time and time again, and you never quite know. Yeah, I think that was the interest, interesting part is that – so the morning the, – that morning or maybe the night prior, Mark Blackburn, my coach, texted me this long thing, and he's like, hey, listen. He's like, Tiger and Jack have won a bunch of tournaments, tournaments by just hanging around. So he goes, hang around tomorrow. I'm like, okay. And that was my whole only goal. And I think a lot of times people get – you know, they ask questions like, did you have a number in mind and this, that, and whatever. And typically – uh, I've never really had a number too often unless I'm way, you know, way behind. I know I need to get somewhere, but I'll have like a plan and they're always different. And uh, this one was just, I am not going to beat myself today. Like I will be in this golf tournament and I will just keep doing my thing, keep hitting greens, 
wait for the putts to go. Don't force it. Like that's how I'm going to win this golf tournament. That was, that was like our team's plan. So it, it, it's funny because I did, I did that to a T. I mean, I, I just, I never, you know, I never kind of blinked. Even when I made bogey on two, I came back with a bunch of great swings and I kept myself in the golf tournament. And I, I thought I just did a very good job of being there. And, um, Danny just played great and, and he made the putts when he needed to. And he's one, you know, the one ahead of me makes that crazy birdie from the trees. And so it felt like as far as earning it goes, like I earned it because I stuck to my plan and I made him, you know, I essentially made him have to make birdie on the last. I know he already had three and a half feet before I did that, but like to, to the, you know, times you, you hear so much like, Oh, I want to go out and, and take this. Like I want to win it, not, not have it, have somebody lose it. And as easy as that is to say about what happened, because obviously, at the very least, you know, we would assume we were going to be in a playoff. But, like, I was proud because I did make him beat me. Like, he, he couldn't – if I par – even if I just par 18, I mean, like, he he doesn't – he would have won the golf tournament for sure, but he wouldn't have had that knee knocker putt, right? Like, all of a sudden, that putt got a lot longer, and I did everything I could do uh, on that hole to force his hand a little bit and make him win a golf tournament. And that's, you know, kind of all you can ask for most of the time on a Sunday. And, um, so I was very proud that, that we had, we had done that and accomplished that goal. And fortunately it worked out for me this time. I'm sure other times it will not, but, um, it was cool to stick to a, a plan and, and it worked, but, uh, had it not worked, I still would have been proud of how I played. It's just, uh, you know, like I said, golf, golf is, uh, golf is mean sometimes. And it was, uh, it was extra mean on that, uh, final hole. You mentioned your wife, Lacey. I was talking to Cindy last night about this, you know, Lacey's eight months pregnant. She goes to Napa with you. You're defending champion, you know, celebrated throughout the week, uh, you know, at the Fortinet. And then you go to the president's cup, which I would probably say has got to be the coolest week of the year for a spouse, right? Because, they're, they're involved a lot. It's very cool to be a part of it. You know, they're in the ropes. They're in the golf carts. And she doesn't get to party. So making the President's Cup this year was for you, Max. But I feel like making the Ryder Cup next year has got to be for Lacey. You need, to, you need to let her get to Rome and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I already have heard that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was just excited for this one, though, that she this was her last week. She was allowed to travel. It was last week, so at least we got to experience it, but yeah, she had a blast, but it's obviously not the same as getting to do, you know, all the things, uh, at the same, at the same level, but, uh, they, they treat her so well. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, an opportunity to play on a Ryder cup. It was funny talking to Fooch when we played with Billy about it. Uh, we were on like the 10th hole and just, he and I were walking down the fairway and he was saying something about, I was like, man, I was like, you know, you've been in, quite a few of these. I was like, how, how much crazier is this Ryder cup? Cause I say, here it's nuts. And he basically said, he goes, well, because if you're having fun now, he's like, Ryder cups, even crazier just cause there's so much more animosity and the crowds are a bit more like as lively as the crowds were, which is, this is like the hard thing to even wrap my mind around, but as crazy as the crowds were this week, he said, it's even crazier at the other one. And he said, and next time he's like, you know, you're tired or you don't want to, you know, practice or whatever. He's like, just keep that in the back of your mind because he goes, it is worth getting there. So um, hopefully we'll be able to have another opportunity to to put on the red, white, and blue, and Lacey will have a little less uh, – she'll be one size smaller in her shirt, 
<laughs> and she can uh, enjoy herself a bit more. I, I feel like making these teams has got to be like golf meth, right? Like once you get a taste, you're like all you're doing is looking for the next taste. I mean, it it has to feel yeah. so much that once I've, I've been in the room, I have got to be in the room next time. Absolutely. I mean, even like uh, it's so weird, even in, throughout the week, you feel like that. Like on, on Friday, obviously, I have the craziest finish ever. And then we w- had to wake up at like four on Saturday morning. And Tony and I, you know, we're on the bus at five. Tony and I are on the tee. It feels like I barely slept. And we on the tee and we went out there and like played great and won four and three. And I felt like... <laughs> I was like, well, where's the, where was the rush? <laughs> like, I, 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 I was like, yesterday was like the craziest, you know, day of my life. And then that day just felt, I mean, it was still awesome, but it just felt so much more like normal. So, yeah, that's, that's the cool part about sports, I guess, is you're always looking for the next, next big thing. And it motivates you to keep uh, playing better so you can put yourself in those positions. Can you give us a good Tiger St. Andrews story? Something that, that happened those two days playing alongside him? Um, I mean, watching him play is pretty spectacular. Obviously, the walk-up 18 on Friday was pretty surreal getting to watch. You're, like, watching someone that you respect. And, like, he's the reason I play golf, you know, or play golf professionally, I guess. Like, the reason, you know, for most of these kids, like, that's what made golf cool. It was it was kind of a dorky thing to do prior. And then all of a sudden, Tiger comes along and makes it cool. So, to watch thousands and thousands of other people, strangers, show him that respect that you have for him was pretty 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 amazing um but like the thing that i took with me is we're at the long wait on nine in the fairway we're waiting and he comes up behind me and kind of like hits me and he goes hey he goes how many times you won on tour and i was like i said four i was like so you know sorry for flexing (laughs) on you and like he didn't even laugh he just goes should be a lot more the way you play like dead ass serious (laughs) and i was like all right. And I was like, that's the coolest thing anybody's ever told me. <laughs> and I've honestly, I've taken that with me. Like I, I, you know, he had no reason to say it. It's not like I was asking him like, Hey, you have any advice? Like right. he just walked up and said it. So, um, I took that with me and, and ever, every event after that, I, I've been, you know, I've been very lucky. I've had two of my favorite golfers say a couple of really nice things. Rory said something really nice about me in the media this year. Like, I think it's easy for me as a, just from what, where I've been in the game to look at this as a heater and, oh man, this is so cool and fun. But when you hear two guys that you respect a lot, say things bluntly like that, it's like, stop looking as a heater, like start looking at yourself through maybe other people's eyes here and there. And it's given me a humongous boost of confidence in the last, since the open championship, really. Yeah, n- definitely not a heater. We, we, we've, we've seen it for a long time. We've seen the swing for a long time, and it definitely doesn't feel like a heater. It's so wild. Like, you're standing over these iron shots at this President's Cup, and I'm just, like, sitting in the couch, like, well, this will be five feet. You hit it five feet. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just – I'm ex- it, like, you know, I, I got to play a lot of golf with you in 2020, um, and and just, you know, there wasn't any golf habit, and we were just playing wherever we could play. And, you know, the iron shots then, like, weren't that far different than the iron shots now. I mean, nobody was watching, but – you know, I just would be flabbergasted at some of the golf swing you make with these long irons. And then now to see it on the stage, it's like, same dude, you know, like same dudes making these swings and like they're getting close once again. And he's making the putts. Uh, it's been a, it's been awesome. Do you have any more golf the rest of the year? I mean, obviously you got a, you got a baby coming in like a month and change. Do you have any more golf? I am playing next week at the Shriners and then a week off. And then I'm going to play the CJ cup and then I won't play in uh, November. So I'll be home for, uh, a month or so. What do you got next, Shane? 
You've been on the. Uh, I guess your winter is coming pretty soon. Yeah, I'm, but... I'm, I'm, don't even talk about it. I uh, I'm hosting Zozo. I'm going to Tokyo, which I'm pumped about. That'll be the first time I've been like the main host. It's for, awesome there. Yeah, for a golf channel event, so I'm fired up for that. I think I think Sam Saunders is my analyst who I worked with at the U.S. Open, and he was great. Like right out of the gate, I'm like, oh, this dude's got it. So yeah, he's rad. That'll be him. fun. Uh, and then I'm going to be in Houston for that. And then I don't know. I mean, you just kind of. Kind of when they when they asked me to to show up, I'll I'll show up and and do it and get and get it done. I mean, it was I was fired up to be at the Fortinet. <laughs> the booth was crazy when you chipped in. Terry Gannon was like <laughs> fist bumping, you know, like he's so calm on air, you know, and he's fist. We're all going crazy. It was so cool to be kind of in the booth when you pulled off one of those golf shots. I did want to say before I let you go, <laughs> do you have any uh, do you have any dad questions for me? Since you're going to be a dad in a month. Okay. Yes, I do. So the thing that I keep hearing about is when your baby has a blowout, when they like, yeah, di- a diaper blowout. Yeah. Describe that, and then also like, wh- how do you clean that? Like, what is the process? I I don't know if you want me to describe it. Basically, it's it's yeah. Don't it, describe it. Well, no, here's what it is. It, it's it's poop up their back is basically what it is. It's it's going hell yeah. It's going up out. It's it's up out of the diaper, and it's and it's everywhere, and. Um, okay, Max, you don't have a kid yet, but you're an adult and there are moments as an adult where you're like, you know what, man, I got to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to take the trash out. I don't want to go pick up the dead, you know, random dead animal in my backyard and bury it or whatever, but like nobody else is going to do it. So I've got to do it. That's basically like the worst case scenario is the blowout because it's such a situation that you don't even know where to start, you know, like you don't even know where to start and clean up, but nobody else is going to clean it up. So you got to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the thing I continue. I continue to hear about. Okay. And then second question I have for you was at what point do you start putting like a ball in their hand so they can be like a five-star recruit at some point at some sport so charlotte six months and i would say a month ago she started to like grip golf balls so i think five months in like when they start to grip stuff um like they'll all they'll hit stuff you know like they don't totally get the gripping and grabbing until four or five months like they really start to grab everything but when that's the case like go for the golf balls and then also a big thing with the babies you practice a lot it's your job You're, you're a pro Take her, take him to the golf course, you know, four months, three months, bring a blanket, lay him on the green, roll some pots. Like babies are chill. I I know it's daunting when you don't have one to think about the whole process, but like if the baby's fed and, you know, has had a nap, like they're, they're pretty easy going, you know, you get there and you can roll a few putts for an hour or two and lay on a blanket and bring a bottle. And it's, it's pretty, and again, knock a ball over, see if they're ready to grab it yet. You know, like. Those are the things I would do with Charlotte. So it's quicker, I think, than you think when you'll be able to kind of start to see the arm. Maybe the arm strength. Like, is this a Kershaw baby? You know, maybe Aaron. Like, is this Aaron Rodgers' arm strength? Like, maybe maybe not a good thrower. Like, maybe you got to go individual sport, maybe federal level. You know, like, you'll start to get a feel for that. I see, because I think Charlotte's going to be the golfer. Like, Henry hasn't shown a lot of interest. But Charlotte, I was putting the other day, and she just watched every ball. Like, every ball from That's from awesome. putter to hole you know like watches it and then you know I, I have one of those putty mats downstairs and she'll watch it roll down the mat thing too you know so I'm like watching her eyes I'm like dude I think Charlotte's gonna be really into it so um That's awesome. yeah you, you know you pick up the cues it is funny though after the first two months you know and you're like 
you see little things you're like oh man this is a human <laughs> like this this is actually a human yeah. being that like is eventually going to be doing these things yes uh, it's exciting I'm, I'm excited it's so funny i don't have questions for a lot of things when i think about it because i just don't even know what i'm in for yet <laughs> yeah you don't even know where to start i mean I, yeah don't even know where to start the first child i mean you talked about not being prepared for like the ping pong game you know when you when you have a kid it's all on the fly but the good news is you guys are both really smart and good people so that's really to me the recipe is if you're good humans that are going to do what you guys did then you'll be locked and loaded and it'll be solid I'm looking forward to the journey, but man, oh man, is it going to be crazy? It, it is crazy. Cindy, by the way, Cindy put together, this is Cindy's move, by the way, which is a great move. And this is a shout out to my wife who does a great job in so many different categories. But she now, the baby present she sends is just like our favorite stuff that we used. And so that's yes. what she sends is the baby present. And it's like, maybe not like, it's not the sexiest package you're going to get. It's not the cutest outfit you're going to get, but it is the essential stuff that we leaned on as much as we could lean on when Henry was born and now with Charlotte. So that's, I think, what she passed along to you guys. So hopefully it's, it's as helpful as it was to us. Anything is helpful. We are, we are the blind leading the blind here. Uh, well, Max, great week. Uh, it was very, very cool to watch. I think, you know, Kyle Porter said this last year, and it carries weight this year, is the coolest part about following, you know, your journey as a, as a friend and as a, as a person that just likes to watch, you know, people kind of find their excellence is that it's normal now and this has become so normal but it doesn't make it any less cool and uh watching you out there rocking the you know the rope hat and the the president's cup gear and making big putts and and pulling off the celebration to a t is uh is very cool for thousands if not millions of us out there that uh that root on you day to day so congrats on the great week congrats on the great start to the season and uh you know pick up a couple more wins before the baby comes <laughs> yes sir thank you Shane thanks for having me I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon a huge thanks to Max for uh, taking the time out of his busy busy day and schedule right now especially following kind of those two weeks he's had to jump on the pod Max is the best as you all know and uh, I was so pumped that he was uh, he was able to give us that time and uh, just a reminder as I said off the top the golfer zoo the children's golf book that I wrote out for pre-order right now go to back nine press that's nine the number back nine press.com backslash bacon like the food and pre-order the book um i spent a lot of time over the last year working on it i hope you guys enjoy it i think you will hope the kiddos enjoy it and uh thanks so much for continuing to support the podcast and we will be back very soon get a grip with shane bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 